The following audio is from Cross Life Church in Tampa, Florida. We are a church that exists to help people find Christ, their place in the body, and their mission to the world. Our calling is to raise leaders and plant churches. So if you live in the Hudson area or near Wester Chapel, you can also check us out at one of our other locations. For more information, visit us at crosslife.net. It's good to be here again today. It's great to see you here again today in the house of the Lord. Uh, had a good week. I was at a conference in uh, Colorado Springs in, um, where I met other brothers, other believers, pastors, and we had a great time worshiping together. It is amazing when uh, you're there singing, right? Worshiping, and then you, I, I kind of turn around and I see all these people, all these people that love the Lord, just, just, just like here, just worshiping the Lord, and it, and all raising their arms, and they're all kind of different actions that they're doing with their, you know. And, and to me, it's just such a beautiful time together. It's just an, an amazing time together. I treasure that. I treasure the fact that I met so many people from all over the nation. It was an awesome time, and you know, in between. Uh, of course, I, I did not enjoy wearing a mask for 10, day, for 10 hours from Tampa to all the way there. Because you had to wear the mask inside the airport. And that's a long flight, plus oh, it was too much. But anyway, I praise the Lord that we made it there. And, uh, and halfway in the trip, I think it was on Wednesday, uh, somebody had said, let's go to this place called the Gardens of the Gods. Gods with an S, plural. And I go, mm, Gods, what are you talking about? I'm not going to a place called God's. And of course, I didn't know what it was. You know, for those of you that have been in Colorado Springs, you know what that is. And if you know the history of what they called it that, then you know what that means. So eventually we won on Wednesday. And all throughout the week has been a blessing after blessing after blessing. We get there on Wednesday. We're a little bit tired. And we got there late. So all the trolleys were sold out. You, know, you can take a trolley and they take on a tour. And everything was sold out. So I go around and I start asking people, are you from here? Are you from here? And no, no, I'm not from here. I'm visiting. So I finally see a pickup truck on the sidewalk there. And I, I go to the uh, driver and it's a lady with, a, with her mother. And I ask her, are you from here? I said, yes. And I, I, I was asking her, you know, what can we do? What trust should we take? Because we don't have enough time. We only have one hour to really be here. And then it takes like 20 minutes just to get to the base. Right? And... She goes, well, you know what? How about if, I, if you guys want to hop in the back, in the pickup truck in the back, I'll drive you around the six-mile loop of the place. And we're looking at each other, wow. Are you sure? Yeah, I would love to. So we got in the back of the truck, uh, the four of us. I'm just leaning there, and you're thinking, wow, this is cool. I haven't been on the truck like that since I was young. And as I go around, and I start seeing you know, the, the landscape, the mountains, and this beautiful red rocks, right? And these trail pe- people were walking in. And I'm thinking, and as I was doing that, you know, you could see it's called the Garden of the God, but that's not really what that means. Somebody called it that. It, it, it really reminded us of God. It reminded me of God. It reminded the other ones about God. And something about, immediately I was relaxed. I feel this peace. What I was watching, what I was looking at was amazing, right? It was great. And the lady goes around the six-mile loop. She even stopped at points and said, why don't you guys get out here so you can take more pictures? And we wow, you're so beautiful. 
And, you know, the, she took us back, and we took pictures with her, and we, so, we were so thankful, we were blessed. And I believe she felt blessed, too. What she did was amazing. So that was my time there. That's what I did. And we were a little bit tired. But it's amazing when you're in the realm of God that he has created, right? How things work out. Isn't that amazing? So, you know, it, it's, it's, there's a time here where I'm heading that way, and I'm, I'm beat up a little bit, right? We're all beat up. And before I begin the message today, what I really want to do, and the Lord put this in my heart, I know that it's been a tough few years for many reasons. Just forget the coronavirus for, for a minute, because of course that's part of the reason, but for many reasons. So if, if we all can just, right there, we're just where you are. Just turn to the person next to you, maybe two or three of you, and just, let's take a few minutes just to pray for each other, to feel the calm, the peace. That if we're tired, to, so, so the Lord can help us in our tiredness. If you can just do that for a few. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that belongs to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters. I have to admit that I was super tired last night. And I don't know, this energy came up on me just as I stood there because I was so tired when I was standing over there. And I'm thinking, what is this? And of course, the Holy Spirit inside of me, what else could it be? Right? You lose hours. And it's just the way it is for us every single day. I have titled today's message, Tired but Steadfast. And I have to admit that the last few years for me have been very tiring. Uh, it's not only because of the coronavirus, really not. If, if anything about the COVID-19 is that, it made me tired to know of all those people that were laying in a bed with a ventilator and families were not allowed to go in and say goodbye to them. I just, they just touched my heart. And I got tired of it, you know, not in a mean way or in wasn't mad. Although sometimes we can get mad when we're tired, right? But I was tired of it. I am tired, really, personally, of people rejecting the word of God. I'm just tired of it. I know why. They don't know the word of God. The gospel's not being presented. Maybe they just reject it anyway. Who I don't we don't know. But that makes me tired when I know that people are really rejecting the Word of God. People that are actually claim to be believers reject the moral principles of God. They decide to do something else. I am tired of parents saying, mentioning, talking about this wicked generation, this wicked young generation, but they never took time to teach their children in the ways of the Lord. Tired of that. That's actually in my heart all the time. I am tired sometimes being persecuted, being attacked and persecuted, even by my own family members. Now that's it. I know that I have been called to be persecuted, and I welcome it. There's a one single day that I don't welcome being persecuted. Because if I'm being persecuted... That means I'm making a difference in this world to other people. 
And that's important that we have to continue to understand that. It is okay to be persecuted. We get tired of being persecuted. Remember who is with us. I'm tired of the divisions that we see between ecclesiastical institutions. I am the way. No, I am the way. No, you are the way. You are the way. Well, guess what? The Bible is not divided. There's only one word of God. And I understand. Look, there are many ecclesiastical, some that are really solid. Nobody's perfect. There's no perfect church. I get that part of it. But then when there's division, I get tired of that. I'm talking about that part of dividing people instead of going straight to the word of God. I am tired of government. <laughs> generally, se generally separated from the moral principles of God. God this, God bless America. How about God bless the other things that have instituted us in our hearts, in his word? How about that? Don't say God bless America in vain. I'm present, tired like you are probably of seeing the media basically lie and spin the news. I'm tired of hearing the word racism. Tired of it. Like I told my, my students one time, I said, you know what? And my, my classes were all very diversified. So you know what? When I look at you, I see me. Some of them were, what do you mean, Mr. Diaz? And they eventually got it. I don't see color. I don't see anything. I know people from different cultures and people from different countries. I know that. But all I see is a person just like me. But I'm tired of people mentioning races, this and races, that. And finally, I'm tired. And I'm tired about many things. But finally, I'm tired of seeing a generation that has stopped fearing God. And of course, we can say that to those that do not know the Lord, of course, they're not going to fear God. But to those that know the Lord that don't seem to be fearing God, that seem to be living two lives, that also makes me tired. And when I'm tired, I don't mean to say that I am just want to be mean to them and just attack them or something like that. No. It just makes me sad. It shouldn't be this way, right? But it is. We know why. We know what happened at the garden, and, and there's nothing we can do. But you see, regardless of how tired I am, I stand firm in the Lord, trusting and recognizing the strength that He gives me every single day of my walk. And you know what? He never, ever, 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 ever fails. It doesn't matter how tired I have been on certain days. Doesn't matter how tired I have felt about certain things, he renews my mind. He renews my, my heart every single day. So I understand that. I go to sleep every night really knowing that the next morning is going to be a new morning, it's going to be a new day because God says so, right? And it's amazing what happens. And sometimes any of us could be going through different situations in our lives. 
sometimes very tough situations that really you can't sleep throughout the night, right? We'll have those nights. But there's something special that happens the next morning. We really are trusting the Lord and what He's saying. There's something special that is really happening during, during that time. Dear friend, let's, let's, let's open the Bible in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. It says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Oh, I love that verse. I love that part about the eagle. Soar like an eagle. I believe that you're all soaring like eagles this morning. I know that. I see you here. And we have all the brothers and sisters that are not here today that are soaring like eagles, but maybe they're a little somewhere, maybe they're a little sick. Right. So we continue to pray for them. Please continue to pray for Pastor Tracy, as I believe he's going to be here next week. Soaring like an eagle. We're not, we're not going to weary. You know, when, when, when we look at our lives, most definitely, I grow weary. You know, we're not made to really last long. Adam was made and Eve, and they say, here you have it. Enjoy. There's no work. And then all of a sudden, boom, right? Now we have to work. We're not made to work eight hours or ten a day and then go home and take care of you. We weren't made that way. It's amazing. But it's true, not made that way, but God continues to provide the strength. It's funny about chapter 40 of Isaiah because in the book, in, in this chapter, which ends with God giving strength and hope of restoration to the people of Israel and, oppre- and oppressed people that have gone through a lot, of course, many of them have been punishment because they have been in disobedience. But God encourages, still encourages them and raises them up by telling them that the renewal of the people is certain for those who trust in the Lord's disposition for healing and restoration. The Lord's disposition. But you see, the Israelite people are so tired and discouraged from their journey that they feel hopeless. Hopeless. Isaiah 40.27 says, points, points to this actually. Isaiah 40.27 points to this. It says, what do you complain, Jacob? What do you say, Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. In other words, the people of Israel felt abandoned. And wonder if God had the ability to relieve them of their lives full of problems and fatigue. That's what they're thinking here. But God reminds them that He is a sovereign and power-filled God without limitations whatsoever and has all the authority to, to free them from any bandage and at the same time renew 
those who trust in the superhuman power of the Lord. Divine power. His divine power is greater than any concerns and burdens that we may have. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes I forget that. When we start leaning more into our understanding and, you know, me, 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 we forget who's around us. And God is looking at us saying, hey, I'm here. I'm here. Pay attention to me. So I'm going to share three attitudes that impedes us from resting in the Lord. Three attitudes that impedes us or stop us from resting in the Lord. The first one is following Christ Jesus is exhausting and tiresome. I don't know you have been there. It's exhausting. See, many Christians find that following Christ is difficult and exhausting because it requires a lot of faith and energy to remain firm, steadfast, and in obedience to God's moral principles. The morality here plays a huge factor, right? Many do not want to follow God because they don't want to be more tired than they already are. Because they don't want to add more to their daily obligations and responsibility. They may say, they may say to themselves, following Christ will make me more tired and I don't have time. Oh, but I love Jesus. I really do. But I don't have time. I'm not saying this happened in this church. I'm just here speaking in general, by the way. But this is true. This is what they see. But, but the reality is that Christians get a lot more tired. Listen to this. They get a lot more tired following the things of the world than Jesus Christ. They just simply get more tired following other things than Jesus Christ. As an example, when I give you this example, please understand, there are many examples. But I'm going to give you one, partly because I'm a little bit at fault for it. Facebook. And let me, let me say that I love in Facebook when you send pictures of your families. I love it. I send a love message, you know. And I love it when, when you send it. The word of God when you send a Bible verse, and I love it when I see the beautiful things that it can do. And I welcome it. And I and I use Facebook to actually encourage others. And I hope people do the same ways. It's a good place to encourage others if we use it this way, right? It's a good place. But this is just a good example. You know, there are people that spend so much time on Facebook. And the time they're going to spend the most is watching those videos. You see that? Notice that on the top it says, click here. There's a bunch of videos. Of course, at the beginning I had to block a lot of stuff. When I first go, oh, what is this? You know, ooh, kind of bad stuff coming here. It's all blocked. But still, it's kind of fun to watch this video of the guy jumping 90 feet in the air and landing here, the sharks and the cracks, and, you know, all these videos are kind of cool. So I understand why people like that. There's nothing wrong with that. So there'll be things that are not wrong. But look, this is the deal. The, 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 we have to be careful. This type of lifestyle could be dangerous. Of course, you know, we go overboard, primarily because it does not glorify God. And will never bring mental rest, and in many cases, physical and spiritual rest. And what happens as an example of a, something like Facebook, this is just my opinion here now, 
is that I notice myself that when I bear a little bit too long, my eyes get tired. Once my eyes get tired, I don't really want to do a whole lot more. I'm tired. I'm mentally, now I'm mentally tired. If I wanted to read more Bible, I'm just like, oh, I'm mentally tired. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. We have to be careful. And this is an example. I'm not saying Facebook is bad. I'm not saying go ahead and, and delete Facebook today. I'm not saying that. Obviously, technology is used into this world. Te- technology could be good and used for good things. Okay? That's the truth. That's the plain truth. Fortunately, that's not the way every single time. And it can affect our, our mental state. If we get mentally tired, we can also get emotionally tired. We have to be careful. It is tiring, of course, but believers tend to find excuses in defending their tiredness. Like, who can follow a perfect Christ? I'm talking about tiredness. Who can follow a perfect Christ? I'm too tired to follow a perfect Christ. Why follow him? It is much easier just to follow social media as, as an example than following Christ. This is an example. After all, we are human. Are we human? I get tired of him. Why follow Christ? What if we let him down? What if we let Christ down? Think about that one. Those are things that we may be thinking, that Christians may be thinking. The truth is that God already knows when we're going to let him down, when we're going to sin. God already knows that. We don't have to worry about it. He's omniscient. He knows everything. God is never disappointed, not once, because he already knew. What was going to happen? He knew it. Ah, don't we love a God that gives us grace? Knowing that word is problem in reality. He still loves us in such a way that continues to give us grace, mercies. I love my Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God already knows. But, But the thing is that this type of thinking is not conducive to finding rest in the Lord. Whatever you're doing that you're doing extra, overdoing it, is not conducive to rest. Because you might need that energy for other things, and primarily things of the Lord. The Lord put this in my mind just now. I want to share with you that I'm a very imperfect man. But I let the old Pete Rose play what devil players to say. I eat, drink, and sleep baseball. I'm not perfect, but I eat, drink, and sleep Jesus Christ. And that's because he gives me the strength to continue. Because when I'm at my lowest point, tired, he's there for me. And I know it. I don't even have to ask him. He's just there for me. We're the ones that separate from him all the time, right? We're the ones. So that kind of thinking is not good. What, what, what if we don't have enough strength to take and share the gospel to the world? There's people that will say that. I don't have time to share the gospel today. Have you ever been, how, how many here have been on a short-term missions trip? One, two, okay. So some, and I know some of you are missionaries long term. I know that, and I appreciate it. I love you for that. I, I think that's amazing. I, I get all excited when I hear about missions and missionaries. It excites me. 
But, you know, if you're going to go on a short-term mission trip as a way to begin to do that, right, to learn more and uh, share the gospel, you're going to find out that you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, you have breakfast, devotions, then you go into a study, then you have lunch and more studies, then you visit people in their houses, then you have a, a service in between, then you continue to talk to people, then it's midnight, and at midnight you might be going to bed. So basically it requires 18 hours or more to do one day mission trip the right way, from what I've experienced. And it's funny how when you're at the top of the mountain, because when you go on a missions field, and the missions field could be in your home, it could be in your workplace, it could be at, at the 7-Eleven, it could be at Publix. When you're at the top of a mountain, oh, that's great. That's what happens when we're sharing, when we're doing that. But you figure, where do I get this energy from? Most people work six, seven hours a day. They walk home like this, like they're all tired up. Oh, man, I really want to go to sleep. But how is it that we can go on a mission trip like that and just survive the entire week, as an example, and feel the strength? Because we were at the top of the mountain with God. And that's how we're supposed to live our lives, at the top of the mountain with God, to gain that strength, to gain that rest. Now, of course... The example I gave about Facebook again was an example. It could be any of the things that be, be, be taking time away. Perhaps you watch too much TV. And there's a point there that I keep watching Fox News. I said, Tony, you have to stop watching Fox News. And there's a time there that I'm thinking, Tony, you have to just, lately I've been less and less trying to get with, involved with uh, Facebook. So I'm at fault too sometimes for these things, right? We all can be. There's nothing wrong with feeling tired, by the way. There's nothing wrong with it. Like I said, we're not made for a whole lot. I think that God, that's how God proves how, who he is. Oh, are you really feeling that way? Rely on me. Just rely on me. And you see what happens. Take a good look at what Matthew 11, 28 says. It says, come to me, all of who are we in burden? I will give you rest. We, you, many of you have heard that verse here many, many times. Now, notice that in this verse, Jesus Christ is not defending or measuring the efforts or the burdens that we may have. He's not doing that here. The thought here is not that Christ gives Christians more work to do, but regardless of what he calls us to do, he will give the rest and renewal needed to finish the job. That's the message here. I'll be there for you. I will help you finish that job. That's important. Matthew eleven twenty eight. this approves actually of the mindset of what many believers and unbelievers think it is to be a Christian. That it is many times that they think that Jesus Christ is giving us rules and restrictions what, uh, when in reality, he's given us rest and power that he's given us. It's rest and power. Rest and power that he's given us. The second attitude that does not help us to rest in Christ is that we rush God. We have the tendency 
I'm not saying any of you are rushing God right now. But I'm saying we can have that tendency of rushing God. And let me say this, it is very tiring when we try to rush God and get ahead of his, of his plans. It's super tiring. We continue to push the plans that God has for us, and that tires, tires us even more. How do I know that? Because I have been there. I have outrun God for years. In ministry, I outrun God for three years. True story. So he said, hey, why are you here? I've helped you do your work. Now go back to work. Send you the first time. So I outrun God. And guess what? I've been outrunning God in many things in my life. And it's funny because in this week, as I'm uh, talking to a few of the young men there that are desperate to be ministry and they're half my age, and they say, no, but I want it. I want it now. <laughs> I'm going, hey, I'm twice your age, and I'm okay. I trust in him. I don't have a problem with where I am. Hey, you know what? Moses started when he was 80. How about that? How about that if you cannot really get past what you want to do, you cannot really do it because he's not going to let you anyway. So why worry about it? And, and, and praise the Lord that I was able to get put people in my in, that it is kind of their story. Their story is my story. And I was able to share with them and, and hopefully I encouraged them. But we cannot push God's plans. Because you, what really happens is we are kept frozen in time. You might as well put ice on yourself. You're, gonna, I mean, you're just going to stay there. Because God's probably saying, well, you know what? The first thing is you should not be trying to around me. Maybe you're in sin too. And if you're in sin until you get rid of that sin, I'm not going to move you anyway. And maybe this is not your season. Right? Maybe this is not the time. And waiting... Waiting in vain like that is without and without direction is exhausting. I was more tired, depressed, uh, uh, felt horrible, felt hopeless when I was trying to outrun God. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, there's people around me encouraging me. And I get to that in, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Don't rush. Let's not rush God. Let's be steadfast to his promises. That's a better way to go. Let's be steadfast in accepting where we are today. That's a key word. Let's accept where we are today. And there's people today that are in tough positions. Mentally, physically, and most importantly, spiritually. Because they don't know the Lord. So we have to remember that. That is extremely important. That we accept where we are as Christians. We're supposed to accept and wait for the Lord to come and just keep directing us in His ways. When we rush God, our trust in the Lord is also weakened. Try it. Try to run God. Just stop trusting Him because it's not answering in our time. It's not. 
So it's important to understand this. No, notice what Isaiah 40, 31 says again. And I'm saying this again. I, I already said it earlier, earlier. You know, It says, but those who hope, hope, hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not be faint. There's something that we're... That we have said here before. There's something that has said here before that I want to reiterate. I said it some, some of the time when I spoke. It's, it's the, it, that is, we recognize that we're rushing God's stop, pray, and accept where you are. Stop, pray, and accept where you are. And remember that many times we pray in our time, but God answers in His time. And I actually got that line from Rudy, the movie Rudy. Well, there's a scene there. Have you ever seen the movie Rudy? You know, you know the scene I'm talking about. I've always loved that. He's praying and praying and praying. He goes, he can't get to, he's at this uh, smaller college. He wants to go to Notre Dame, but he cannot get there yet. And he's praying. The priest goes by and says, well, you can pray in your time, but God answers in his time. And at that point, Rudy's already to quit college quit everything he has done, all his accomplishments, he's ready to quit. He was not resting on the Lord. Although he was praying, he didn't understand that he needed to rest on the Lord. And that's what happens there. God's never going to move us anywhere if we're trying to to rush him, ever. It's not going to happen. You may think he is, but maybe he's taking a different direction to just then stop you to take you back. He may allow that. The third attitude that does not help us to rest in Christ is that we want to do it on our own. And I know that everybody knows about this one because we human beings are fallen people that have been saved by the grace of God. We understand this point. How do we understand this point? Do I get this point? Personally, I have been in this situation a few times. Well, I forget to trust and give control and try to do things my own way. I know none of you have tried to do that, right? You're exempt. I'm the only one from, from experience. I can tell you this is not good. You know, and you know what happens in this moment? In many, situa- in many situations, God sends someone to help you. God sends someone to help you. When we're hard-headed and we just are not getting it, God says, okay, you want to be hard-headed? Let me send somebody to help you. And this is important. You know, people that will say, hey, 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 wake up. Wake up. Hey, there's a God. Wake up. And those people become encouragers. When that is the case, let's not be proud and say, no, no, I don't need your help. I know where I am. I have a God, but I'm just trying to do my own thing, and I know that I have a God. And, and, and at that point, if we're saying that to someone else, that God has placed in front of us, you know, we're being prideful, aren't we? I like to listen to others when they come to me and try to love to. I don't care if it's a 10-year-old boy. Because God will use anyone to come and take us out of the, snap us out of the mode we're in, mode, right? So it's important to understand that. 
My friends, when sometimes when things don't go as planned, we feel what anguish. And sometimes we lose hope and, and, and there is, that, that there is in Jesus Christ, we, we just lose it because we're not really connecting the, the way we're supposed to be connecting. We forget that in our walk, we're not alone and there is someone who wants us to trust him in everything we do. Everything we do. We're not self-sufficient. When humanity gets it that we're not self-sufficient, and there are people there, quite a few of them, even some religions that say we're self-sufficient. We must remember to go to the Lord for everything, but with an open and peaceful heart. If we go with a heart that is, has grudges, grudgingly going to the Lord, it's not going to work. The Lord first wants you to calm down, relax, ask for forgiveness, whatever it is, and then... He'll, he'll take it from there. The, the reason why our hearts are not at peace and we feel more tired is because we forget to live in a daily relationship with the Lord. He's our Redeemer. And we forget to live in a daily relationship with Him. And then when the storm comes, the storm of tiredness, it hits us much harder and we lose focus and direction. See, we lose focus and direction. We cannot rely on our own strength. You, we know that. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 says that we're competent, not that we're competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves. But our competence, competence comes from God. Let's be steadfast in the Word of God, my friends. Let's be steadfast. Let's stay there. And, and, and I don't know if, if where you are today in your life, I'm I'm glad you will pray for each other a little while ago. I hope that encouraged you. I really do. I'll be praying for you too. And, and, and I need encouragement. I need people to pray for me. I get tired too. If you only knew my story. But let me say this. My story is nothing compared to people that have struggled in this church in other churches out there, family members that have died, that have cancer. Well, our brother David is an example for that. I know many of you have other situations with, with physical situations. And you may be tired of that. It's, there's nothing wrong with getting tired. That You know that. There's nothing wrong with being tired of something. It gets you tired. What's most important is where do we go when we're tired? That's what's most important. In conclusion, we must be, must be steadfast in our beliefs. There's no one in this world that can achieve anything on their own. That's an impossibility. And when we try to do that, we're not going to find rest. It's impossible. We cannot rush God because he simply will stop us. He'll let us go for a while. Oh, look at you. So you know why? Because as you're trying to rush God, you're going to learn that you should have never rushed God. Oh, now I get it, God. I should have never gotten in front of you. There's somebody, a wise man once told me that it was better not know where you're going, but knowing that you're going with God, than know where you're going, but God not being leading in front of you. 
That's so true. So if we can only trust that same, right? In this world we live in, my brothers and sisters, we must take refuge in the strength of the Lord every single day because it is not going to get any easier. It is not going to get any easier. Revelations 20 says that the Satan will be deceiving the world to the end. What does that tell us? It's not going to get any easier. We can see it. You know, you see it yourself every single day, whether it's on TV or people or whatever it is. We see it. The attitude in staying strong, I want you to listen to this. The attitude in staying strong is to dive, dive into the Word of God and the healing powers of the river of God. A river in which we can find true mental, physical, and spiritual rest. Because being tired is not only about being tired because you went to work. Mental affects our emotions. All that gets us tired, right? Physical, we know a lot about that. And spiritual is the key, right? In reality. If I'm going to start with someone, I want to know if they know Jesus. Because if they know Jesus and Lord Savior, and they die after that, and they say yes, he's going to you're going to have a beautiful, brand new body and mental state in heaven. Right? Isn't that amazing? But all the things a human goes through, we human beings, cause our own mental anguish at times. At times, we cause our own physical situations. Granted, there are physical situations that are natural. There are. That's okay. That's part of our lives. So uh, it is important to stay steadfast in the Word of God. When you feel tired, you just go to Him. Just to others. Just pray for others. Just, let's just keep it real all the time. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this time together. Thank you for the hearts of my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, for Give me strength today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here today, like you always are. Thank you for giving us all of us strength and, and help us think about these things that we need to know more. We need to obey, be in obedience more, Lord. Lord, we ask you for Pastor Tracy that he recuperates quickly and that we'll see him here next Sunday. We ask you for Denise also. We ask you, Lord, I ask you for every single brother and sister here today and that are here today, that if there's anything that they're tired of, that they need healing, Lord, that you at this moment just, the Holy power of the Holy Spirit gets over, goes over them and just heals them completely, Lord. That they leave this place today with their minds refreshed in you, Lord. That we have an amazing week, a beginning of a scholar year. Lord, we thank you for your love and grace and compassion for us, your mercies. Thank you for sending Jesus to the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Lord, for your everything to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.